Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You're listening to American Ground Radio, where freedom grows, with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. And now, live. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. All right, so now Jen Psaki says now is not a good time. Now's not a good time? Now is not a good Wait, time. let me just check. Is she telling people to circle back? I don't know about circling back. Maybe, uh-huh. possibly, uh-huh. but apparently, you know, this is just 24 hours after President Biden gave an interview essentially discouraging migrants from traveling north. Well, now White House press secretary today mm-hmm. is kind of pushing a softer message of now's not a good time. It's kind of like when somebody says, I was going to stop by, mm-hmm. and you go, you know, now's not a good time. Hey, like, we're having dinner. Hey, can I come I mean, and get some of your free health care? Yeah, oh, no. Now's not a good time. Yeah, now's not a good time. Maybe later yeah. would be okay, yeah. but right now, no, now's not now's a good time. Not. We got the we got the whole COVID thing. You know, and so apparently <laughs> Biden has a border czar. A border czar? Apparently. Uh, and don't, wait, wait, wait. We don't need a border czar. You've got the Department of Homeland Security. I don't care what we need. I'm telling you what we have, and that is a border czar. It is the, her title. Is it is, a border bizarre? No, no, okay. no. It's southern. It's the southern border ambassador. We now have an ambassador to a border to our southern border. No, no. Ambassadors are supposed to go to the country on the other side of the border, not the border itself. Well, I'm just telling you. Her name is Roberta. Jacob, uh, say Roberta Jacobson. Jacobson. And so anyway, and you know, in fact, when she came out, made a public statement last week, uh-huh. she said our border is not closed, even right. though, well, and that may be the most factual statement it's, made from the Biden White House right. thus far. The border is not closed. People are coming across faster than they have in 20 years. And look, let me let me also say something about immigrants, mm-hmm. American Immigrants, because folks can get the wrong idea really quickly that somehow folks that want a secure border, right, that are for law and order, are somehow prejudiced or otherwise discriminating against people from other nations. Right. And I just want to say, as the son of a first generation son of an Italian immigrant, that ain't it. No, that's not what this is all about. What we need, we need. Immigrants that are legal, right? That are filled to the brim with optimism. There's a right way to do it. That embrace assimilation in this country and that, despite our diversity, believe that we are one nation under God. We need these kind of Americans. The American immigrant that exudes that can do, unbreakable American spirit of ingenuity and challenge and hard work that generations of immigrants before us have practiced with the intensity of reverence and gratitude to their country. We need immigrants that so love America that they make sure they don't have their first act breaking American law. That's what we need. Look, people coming here illegally, the very first thing they do, once they step across the border, they are violating federal law. 
Why would we want people to come into this country who have no regard for our laws? America should be, and, and it does remain, a beacon, a shining city on a hill yes. for millions of immigrants and it all, across, all across the country. Because these are the folks who made this country great. Absolutely. All of us, all of us are immigrants from, and and by the way, you can even say Native Americans are also immigrants to this country because they came across the Bering Strait. If you go back far enough, we, everybody's an immigrant to this country at some point. But I think this, this really transgresses the discussion about legal immigration versus illegal immigration, because now what the Biden administration has done, they've incentivized illegal immigration, children, unaccompanied I mean, think about this. They have. I mean, I don't know. For many of our listeners, maybe your kids are grown. Maybe you still got kids at home. But right. think about, for those of you who may have a 10-year-old at home, a 14-year-old at home, right. would you – I mean, there. I won't let my children out walking – Around the block at midnight in my own neighborhood, I can't imagine sending them on a journey from wherever, from Honduras, through what is God-awful circumstances. If you actually, if you sent a nine-year-old from your house and told them to walk across town in, in this country, you would be arrested for negligence. And this is an emergency. And, and the the... The Biden administration refuses right. to acknowledge that there is a crisis. He's a no-show at, at, at the border. For one reason. The only reason they refuse to acknowledge it's a crisis is not because they don't think it's a crisis. They know damn well it's a crisis. They refuse to say it's a crisis because then they feel like they've lost the political wordsmithing. Okay, well, back in January... He rescinded the national emergency. Of course, right. Trump had declared a national emergency emergency at the u.s mexican border and what did that do well it it almost cut down illegal immigration to nothing so at the time uh, you mean trump's uh trump declaration of a national emergency emergency, he pretty much stopped illegal i mean not a hundred percent but pretty darn close but look at the contradiction so in january he rescinds biden rescinds Mm -hmm. the national emergency at the u.s mexican border right and now he's sending in fema Mm -hmm. which is the federal emergency management agency right i mean so aren't you going to send the emergency uh, management agency you're saying there's an emergency that needs managing but i think the veneer is starting to crack within the mainstream media abc is reporting that it is total mayhem at the southern border abc abc Hmm. they also indicated that there is growing frustration Within the Democrat ranks. Well, Henry Cuellar, the representative from South Texas, a Democrat down there, he's been he's been a representative for a while. He is he understands that not only does do his political future depend upon this, but the future of the region he's representing depends upon shutting down illegal immigration. All right. So now there's a draft plan by the National Republican Senatorial Committee to provide amnesty to 1.5 million illegals. Okay. Wait, why? Well, first of all, that's just a drop in the bucket. I think that... We've got more than 11 million. Oh, you've got more than 30 million, it's estimated. 
in terms of illegal immigrants in our country. Okay. I mean, the numbers are so understated They're huge. They're huge. with respect to how big this crisis is. And frankly, we don't really know. So anyway, Rick Scott, the senator out of Florida, mm-hmm. he's provided uh, or proposing floating around a plan that would give amnesty to 1.5 million illegal aliens, but it restores funding to building the wall. So I think this is so they're a, trying compromise to do a compromise of some sort for Republicans because they go, look, if we can get out of this deal mm-hmm. with just 1.5 million, which may be about a 30th mm-hmm. or a 20th of the actual number of illegal aliens in our country, right? then maybe that's a win. Because within those 30 or so million illegal aliens are also people who are on the FBI's terror watch list. Yeah, I noticed that. We had four people arrested, what, within the last couple of weeks crossing the border who were on the terror watch list. Some from Yemen, Iran, um, was it Pakistan was another one? Uh, Yeah, and and, um, uh, in in, in Europe. um, Golly, I want to say Slovakia, but I could be wrong. Well, all I want to say is, as a first-generation son of an Italian immigrant, Uh we're pro-immigrant here, but we're pro-legal immigration. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. Well, the IRS is postponing tax day for the second year in a row. Usually by law, Americans have until April 15th of each year to file their income taxes for the previous year. Last year, the IRS postponed that deadline until July 15th. This year, it will be pushed back until May 17th. The agency is saying they need more time to process payments to U.S. taxpayers from the recently passed stimulus before they have time to work on dealing with this year's tax returns. All right. So May 17th is a little closer to what is known as Tax Freedom Day, Mm -hmm. which this year is May 30th. Now, Tax Freedom Day, for those of you who may not know, is the day which, well, actually, it's the next day you begin to keep your earnings for, the, for, for most Americans. So in other words, up to May 30th, every penny the average person earns in this country goes to pay taxes. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, two jurors who had been selected in the Derek Chauvin murder case in Minneapolis were dismissed yesterday. Former Officer Chauvin is being tried for the death of George Floyd, which sparked riots nationwide. On Friday, the city of Minneapolis announced they had reached a settlement with the Floyd family of $27 million. This announcement came after jury selection had already begun. On Monday, the defense argued that the announcement of the settlement would further taint a jury pool, and the judge in the case decided to re-question the seven jurors who had already been picked. During questioning yesterday, two other jurors admitted they had heard about the settlement and said it would be hard to remain open-minded. Fourteen people are needed to fill the jury before the trial can begin. Look, this story is so big, I'm not sure that a jury of his peers Mm -mm. can be seated. An unbiased jury. I agree with you on that. Third thing you need to know before tomorrow, the Arkansas legislature passed a bill that would weaken the governor's emergency powers. The bill allows either the state, Senate, or House to convene and consider terminating a governor's emergency resolution. A governor could veto that resolution, but it could also be subject to a veto override with a simple majority vote in both chambers. The legislature would also have the ability to prevent any extension of the emergency declaration beyond 60 days. And Governor Asia Hutchinson said he plans to sign the bill into law within the next few days. Look, the emergency powers that have been given to governors by and large in most of our states has just been too much. Way too much. It's been immense. Yeah, and I think this is a good step by Arkansas. Other states need to follow suit. Coming up next, I'm talking to the mamas. Stick around. You won't 
You're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Earlier, I mentioned ABC made a uh, breaking news about, I mean, which was news for them, uh-huh. that there was mayhem at the border. Mayhem. They said that there was a growing discontent within the Democrat ranks. Mm. And now ABC News is finally, mm-hmm. finally, after all of this time, reporting on a rigged election story. You're kidding. I am not kidding. What? This is Are these QAnon conspiracy theorists taking over ABC? Well, it's been a while. I know that the mainstream media refused to cover many of these stories, but yes. ABC apparently, uh, it, this is a breaking story that they just reported on, and it's about um, a rigged election for a homecoming queen in oh. Florida. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, what were you expecting? What did you think I was talking about? I was thinking oh, maybe they were talking about no. the case in Michigan no. where the court ruled the Secretary of State violated the law by expanding absentee voting last November. That was a ruling that came down uh, just uh, Look, this has, earlier this week, and I don't uh, think they reported Stephen, on it. Stephen, who has time to report a story like that when you have breaking news here <laughs> about a homecoming queen contest that uh-huh. was fraudulently won by right. a mother and daughter who nefariously what? stuffed the ballot box. How, how'd they stuff the ballot box? But you know, there are, Did they get the Secretary of State involved and say you could have absentee voting? Possibly. But no, in all serious note, seriously, there are more and more stories. There are. And not, not by ABC News, but certainly uh, throughout the country. We've covered local it. local news reporting agencies, local television uh, stations. We've covered at least one a week for the last four weeks here on this show about voter fraud in different states, voter integrity issues, etc. Right. And now there's a poll out that says 75 percent of Americans support voter ID laws, which yeah. of course Democrats are determined to eliminate. You're right. You have to have driver ID laws. Why wouldn't you have voter ID laws? You don't change the whole course of the country just by hopping in your Subaru. No, and and the claim that it disenfranchises minority voters, that in and of itself is racist, in my opinion. Because what you're saying about minority voters is, you know what, they can't keep up. With a voter ID card. Well, Joe Biden did say they don't know how to get online. See, these so. are things that no one... Look, when are people going to hold these folks accountable for saying such racist statements? I mean, seriously. And, and they just get a pass. Right. I mean... They're, they're not going to question it until it suits their own political purposes. We got a question for our American Mamas. Dear Mamas, have you seen the disturbing things going on in Virginia? This critical race theory nonsense now has these lefties doxing any parent that disagrees. Well, yeah, let's ask our American Mamas. Mama, Mama. She said And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Nettaville and Denise Arthur. This is out of uh, Virginia, and the, the school district is, is teaching critical race theory, which is basically uh, uh, white people are bad, especially white males are bad, simply because they have power, yeah. and that it all comes down to your importance in society is based upon the color of your skin. And this is being taught by people on the left, and when people on the right go, I don't want my kids to know this, 
now they've apparently formed a group online <gasps> where the they woke, the woke. Woke. they have their own shocking. club doxers that's so shocking well, and they're Any creating a list of everybody mm. in their community that disagrees with critical race theory and of then what course. and then what are they going to do they're going to oh, they were you? girl they were in their little messages they were looking for does anybody know any hackers <laughs> okay <laughs> Girl, I'm a, oh okay. This the the one woman at the school board in Virginia. She somebody's already hacked into her head. That uh, they've all been hacked. Yes, yes. They've all been Brain hacked. Washed. Their brains have been hijacked. Yep. You cannot go around destroying people in your community. And some of the people that they were putting on the list, there weren't they weren't even sure. But they did see a reference to some Dr. Seuss stuff on their Facebook page. Do these God. people have a life? For are you I, kidding me? Uh, That's this is what this is what we're down to. It's power, Terry. That's what we were just talking about a minute ago. If you have power, you become a nutbag and you think that you are capable. You've watched way too much ID channel, way too many sci-fi. You're watching too much stuff and you think that you have all these powers and you do not. You are just simply a person and you need to continue (laughs) to be just a person. That is what Stephen says all the time. Power brings along brain damage. And they have lost their mind. They have this woman, this crazy, oh, my God. What was the girl's, the, the neighbor's name on Bewitched? The Kravitz. One, yes, Kravitz. this Kravitz That's what they lady. call me in my neighborhood watch program. Don't be jogging out. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says, I'm losing any hope that remaining civil towards these people changes anything. Avoiding these people isn't enough to stop the spread of their evil rhetoric. Anyone know any hackers? They're evil. And the they evil must be rhetoric. It's like a bad play. Yes. You mean the evil rhetoric that we do promote mom and a dad and a family, and we do love our police officers, and we do love our flag and our nation and our military? That evil rhetoric? Yeah. Are Is any that what of these she's talking women about? married to white men? I'm uh, just curious if there's a dad at home. Well, then if sure they are, is. they're a hypocrite. Because they hate them all. Yeah, they They want to silence them all. <laughs> I'm so turned off by this because I'm thinking, you know, to me, this is like the mean girl times 2,000. You know, you've got that mean bully at school that she's going to tell you where you can stand and she can do her head like this and wiggle her, her little finger like this and tell you what you can do, where you can go and where you can stick it. And now she's got this platform yeah, she's, she's an gathered, adult now. She's gathered. She's other gathered her little wokey woke mob people. When you're angry, girl, it yeah. is easy to get oh. other people angry with yeah. you. And it, That's because they, they don't want to be the target. Yeah, they don't want to be the target. I tell you what, if this was in our town, I think there's enough of us that we would have our own. You know, we we're not going to fight you. We're just going to combat you by talking about by number one, letting you wallow in your own ignorance, and having our own little page on what we're going to do to help bring the Bring our group yeah, together. To bring our community together. Undercover and yes. have synonyms. You have to have. I need a hacker. Yeah, I need, need a, a hacker. You're gonna yeah, have to have ten and numbers, names and you got to infiltrate. That's what they're yeah. telling them. What are you we gonna need do you to infiltrate these pages? Well, I mean, what are what are you? Some kind of Inspector Caluso? It, it's what bizarre. is wrong with you people? Well, she feels Go powerful behind tension, the keyboard. Sake. I would love to see her in a group forum. With everybody in that community. I would love to see how tough she is when she's not hiding behind her keyboard. 
Well, you know, people that, are locked well, look, when I don't even th- look. I think some of these people are so far over the edge they don't even care because you know now nasty is the new fashion. I mean, girl, it's better than a pair of shoes. I'm just telling you, if you're nasty, you can roll with all the big dogs now because well, that's, that's just sad. the way it is. But I mean, all this doxing people—this is people's lives. Yes. I mean, they are handing out their names, their addresses, where they work. All the information you need on somebody that might have said. Couldn't you file a restraining order? I mean, this sounds like assault. It sounds like abuse. It it can be. It can be. Like it's a, uh, not a, Mr. It's like a, not a misdemeanor, but it's like a number six down the, down the road. Yeah. And I think Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Feel threatened by this, you know, Kravitz gone crazy. Then you need to. I I'd go to my. I just feel threatened by ignorance these days. That's just about. You know what? (laughs) I'm so sick of talking about this garbage. It's It's just every day. Really, I literally am. I'm so tired of talking about it. I'm gonna spend the last three seconds we have just talking about this handsome boy Bowden Bowden that threw out the pitch (gasps) yesterday at the Tech Games. At what, a 10-year-old yes, on a old. college mound through Terry's son, a strike, a strike. right to the glove. Steele's youngest Woo-hoo, cousin. It was, he's, still ta- he's still on air See, right be happy about something, people. <laughs> Thank you, Denise. Good gravy. Lost, lost control of the show right yes, there. If you have a American Mamas question, go to our Facebook page, right. facebook.com slash American Guy Radio, facebook.com slash American Mamas. Terry Nettaville, Denise Arthur, thank you all so much. Thank you. Coming up next, we are digging deep. Stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Now, during President Trump's time in office, ISIS was obliterated. Yeah, I think to any objective observer, <laughs> it was. I, it, they had a massive amount of territory when Donald Trump came into office. They were already in decline. Let's be fair about that. They were already in decline, but they still had a large territory. Donald Trump wiped them out. No, and not to mention the numerous peace treaties that he put in place in the Middle East. Four different part of the Abraham Accords, absolutely, with Israel and uh, Arab-majority nations for the first time since, uh, I guess, Jordan in the 1990s. All right, so now... In his short time in office, Biden has released billions of dollars, billions with a B, to Iran. Wait, wait. Already? Already. And now, and now, apparently, there is a U.S. convoy of trucks that are entering northern Syria. 
What, why are we giving money to Iran when Iran is shooting missiles at the green zone in Baghdad? And, and Biden knows this because he authorized a retaliatory strike against Iranian forces in Syria. Why would you give your enemy who's trying to kill you money? And why are we occupying Syria? Because that is what essentially, I mean, it's an occupation force. Why are we in Syria right now? Does Biden even know that we are in Syria? Uh, the, the Syrians say this is a flagrant violation of international law and that the U.S. occupation troops are working to enhance their illegal presence in our region. And I thought this was the Kumbaya administration. We're all going to hold hands all across the world. And now we're, I mean, we're rattling the saber in Syria. But, but remember, Joe Biden was part of the same administration that attacked Libya. And a Libya turned into a hellhole as a result. So Biden's not a peacenik by any stretch of the imagination, no matter what he says. So we've got a crisis on our southern border. We've got folks that are on the FBI watch list coming across into this country. And now we have United States troops moving into Syria. Rather than the southern border. Well, we also have troops in Washington, D.C. rather than the southern border. Let's get to the top. Uh, actually, let's get to uh, digging deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, whoop, about to step down. Working in a coal So one of the things that happens when governments interfere in markets is that you get some massive unintended consequences, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, like, for their unintended mm-hmm. consequences, I think many people refer to them as the law of unintended consequences. Right. People don't realize that sometimes... What you expect to happen isn't going to happen, like increasing uh, cigarette taxes, Mm -hmm. for example. It will decrease government tax revenue. So you say, well, this many people uh, buy cigarettes every year. We're going to increase the taxes on those, and so we're going to have a net gain. No, because what? What do people do? They change their behavior. Right. So at the beginning of the COVID lockdowns, we asked governments if people had done an economic impact assessment on shutting down the economy. How many people would be put out of work? Uh, What other uh, effects were going to happen? No one ever answered our questions, which means they didn't do their homework before panicking. Yes? Sure. Okay. So when the lockdown happened, some industries were determined to be essential and able to stay open, and other industries were determined to be non-essential. Yes? You know, I think that, and and on that point, I uh-huh. think that's wrong. I, agree. I I think for you to say that someone's profession is unessential is is non-essential. Let the marketplace decide what's essential and what's not essential. Exactly. Right? So Supply for example, demand. lumber mills and forestry services were not considered to be essential. Okay? But the lumber mills shut down and people stopped cutting down trees, but Home Depot and Lowe's were considered essential. Right. So they so, got to stay open. And boy, they were packed. And with COVID, there were two things that happened to change the habits and work routines of many Americans. Actually, now with COVID is the lockdowns. They worked from home or they had more free time or both. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, people had more downtime because they couldn't work. So if they still had any income, many people decided last summer was a fine time to do some of those do-it-yourself projects around the house sure. that they'd been putting off for years. And and I think you saw Home Depot and Lowe's stock. Yep. By the way, if you chart that from for last year. Well- it it rose significantly. Here's why. Home Depot's profits last year in the second quarter. The second quarter, which was when everybody was locked down. Home Depot's profits rose 23.4% over 2019. Lowe's profits increased 68.7% over 2019. 
That's huge. Well, if you think about it, and I did, I went to Lowe's, I went to mm-hmm. Home Depot. Uh, did you buy some last wood? year? I don't know if I bought any wood, but what I'm saying is they were packed right. during the pandemic. They were. Now, next, the government dropped interest rates down to basically zero, right? Sure. And made money uh, basically cheap and so, easy. So that usually has the ability to get people to buy new homes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and add to it the work from home phenomenon. And people wanted to move out of the city and into the suburbs to get bigger houses that had rooms that were more conducive to Zoom meetings, right? Well, sure. So the a lot real of the estate market was just crazy. It was hot, skyrocketing, especially new homes. Especially new homes. So a lot of people were buying a lot of lumber at the exact same time the lumber mills stopped production. So prices skyrocketed to all-time highs. It has never been more expensive to buy wood than it is right now. No, absolutely. And prices are three times more expensive for wood now than they were in April of last year. But see, that goes for many building materials in uh-huh. general. Right. Because guess what? Many of these mills are mm-hmm. having trouble bringing folks back to work. Right. Because some because of COVID, mm-hmm. but others because they're getting a check from the government. Right. They're getting an unemployment check from the government. And with the extra money from the government. And they- some some of them are earning more by mm-hmm. not returning to work. And that is that is having a ripple effect throughout the industry. So the lumber price right now is about more than twice the all-time previous high for the cost of lumber. Wow. Okay? Wow. Now, the lumber mills have gotten back up and running, but the do-it-yourself craze hasn't stopped. And new home construction also hasn't stopped. And much of it is because of the lockdowns and the changes to those that caused in society overall, right? Another great example, outdoor eating in restaurants. So restaurants weren't allowed to have people indoors. They already had tables and chairs indoors. Sure, sure. They had to make brand new tables for outdoors. So they went and bought some lumber and made some tables and chairs. You're, you're increasing the price of lumber, right? There's no sign that lumber prices are coming down. The lumber mills just can't keep. They got behind... And they now can't keep up with the extra demand. But it's also the cost of fuel here that's influencing all of this. Because transportation is now, the cost of a gallon of gas is is double. Uh And so the cost for truckers to truck in those... uh, Well, you got to take the lumber from the woods where you cut it down. To the the lumber lumber mill. mill. Then you got to run the lumber mill. That costs with energy, right? Then you got to put it back on a truck and take it to Lowe's. And that all costs more, just the transportation of it right. in and of itself. So now the only thing that's going to fix this is, is the market. That's the only thing that's going to have any chance of fixing this problem. For example, because the cost of lumber is so high, it's going to make building a new house more expensive. This is from the Associated Press. The National Association of Home Builders said the lumber price surge is adding $24,000 to the average price of a newly built home. Now, that's like one-third of what my first home cost. That's a lot of money for, for just wood that you wouldn't have had to spend a year ago. Well, and and add to that, if the feds do raise interest rates, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to have an even more chilling effect right. on home building. Because now money isn't going to be as easily accessed uh, through banks at, at low interest rates. But in the meantime, you've messed with this whole market. And there were people, there were constructor construction companies that put in a bid on a project back before the crisis. Oh, every day. And then now they have to fulfill that bid 
with lumber prices that are three times as expensive as what they bid on. We're going to be putting more companies out of business now because the government screwed with the market. I'm living this right now. I mean, the cost of fulfilling our contracts, right. thousands of dollars more just because of what you've been discussing. This is why you don't want to screw the market. Because when you do, the market fights back, and you won't end up liking the results. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Power, Louis Sar, Abalone. Lord Fauci. Mm-hmm. Lord Fauci testified today saying that we should be able to vaccinate kids as early as this fall. Elementary age children. Wait, wait, children. no, 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 no. You can't vaccinate these kids. Do you know why? Because the vaccines weren't designed for the kids. All of the vaccine trials were done 16 and older. They aren't designed for children. And not to mention demographically, these are not children that are susceptible <laughs> great point too. to great illness from the COVID-19. I mean, by and large, certainly there are exceptions. But for the most part, the flu is so much more of a danger to children than COVID is. So anyway, he, well anyway, he said that it should be later this year. How does he not know that I, these vaccines have not been approved for children? Look, the CDC did not approve them on an emergency basis for kids. Look, when it comes to talking about COVID, the folks on the left just don't make any sense. Out in California, there's there's this group called the California Attractions and Park Association. Okay, okay. do you know what they're backing right now? A plan that would basically outlaw shouting. And yelling on rides in theme parks, such as roller coasters, <laughs> because they say that by yelling or shouting right. while on a roller coaster, you're you encouraging c- people to have fun. You could be spreading the virus. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this is a real story. This is not from the Babylon Bee or some. That's spook. insane. No, it. This is. Please, please, please keep your fun to a minimum while you're at our theme park, which, by the way, probably cost you right. at least $75 per person to get in. It's a trade association representing amusement parks, and they're telling folks, don't be that amused. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's what they're saying. That's awful. Let's get to a bright spot. I'm doing all right, getting good grades, the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Tucker Carlson had a very interesting interview with the new president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele. Uh, It doesn't sound like Hispanic name. Actually, his uh, father apparently was from the Middle East. Okay. uh, Anyway, the president, the new president, said the reason why so many people from El Salvador have fled to the United States is because his country failed them. Take a listen. It's obvious. I mean, our country has failed to provide two basic things which are the two main drivers of immigration, which is the lack of economic opportunity and the lack of security. I think he nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah. He also acknowledged that the United States is a part of the problem because we're giving those illegal aliens from El Salvador free health care and free services. Well, let me me point out, let me interrupt you here. El Salvador was Uh one of those countries, those Latin American countries, who cooperated Mm -hmm. with President Trump in order to slow the crawl of these caravans towards the United States. But that was after President Bukele was sworn into office. He is new. He was elected in the summer of 2019. He's not a member of either major party of El Salvador. He sees himself as a reformer, although critics do point out there is still corruption in his government. 
But in that short time, he yeah, has... the drug cartels. Right. He has been able to decrease the exodus from El Salvador. Take a listen. So go, you see the numbers now. Immigration from El Salvador has gone has down. Yes. And it's a couple of reasons. But one of the reasons is that we have improved security by 75%. I mean, we, the homicide rate has go down by 75%. And the violent crimes have, have to go down by 75%. And economic opportunities are a little better than what they were before, two, two years ago. And there's a, more, there's a little more hope here that the future is going to be better. What's the number one job of government? What's the only job of government? To protect the rights. To secure our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's well, what, in the United States, that is. No, no, that's what any government, that's the only, well, I it's mean. It's a self-evident truth that governments are instituted among men and that their, their job is to secure the people's rights. Well, certainly it's a self-evident truth among Americans, mm. uh, those who authored the Declaration no, no. of Independence. No, I, no, a truth is a truth is a truth. Well, it's a truth to you. No, that's an opinion. It's a truth. This is that's the thing about the the Declaration no, of Independence. I understand what it's you're a saying. Truth. Now, just because De- El Salvador doesn't have that as their Declaration of Independence, doesn't mean it's not a truth. No, I I hear you. And, I hear you. And the whole reason I'm saying this is because he has focused on making sure the people in his country have a right to life and liberty, sec- security. Yes, sure. And that they're better able to pursue their happiness by having more job opportunities. As a result, the people stopped fleeing his country. But I think he understands that. Those folks, those citizens of El Salvador are his constituents. Exactly. And to the extent that he does not serve them well, they will go to another nation. They will go somewhere else. And he says that's not only is that not a bad, that is a bad thing for El Salvador to be losing 25% of his population to the United States. It's also a bad thing for America. Take a listen. Of course. So it's it's not good for, for this, the United States and it's not good for El Salvador. The best thing for both of us is to keep our people here and to provide for our people right here in our country. And that's what people here want. And he's not saying we're not going to let them leave. You know, he's saying we're going to try and create incentives for people to stay. That's so much bigger than the incentives that the Joe Biden administration is putting out for people to go to the United States. Well, it's not unlike many governors uh, of especially blue states that are experiencing this exodus or this migration of out migration of people who are seeking better living conditions, better economic activity in other states, more security. More opportunity, more hope. You're finding that in red states in the United States, but you also find that in the United States compared to Central America. But this new president for El Salvador, I think, understands these self-evident truths that his job is to help protect the rights of his people so they can flourish in El Salvador rather than having to risk their lives to flee to the United States. You know what this is, Stephen? What is it? This is a bright spot. This is probably the brightest spot in my entire day. Good to hear. Because that's what the name of the segment was. Oh, coming right. up next, that's we got true. a moment of woe, which will probably make you say woe. You're listening to American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back to American Ground Radio, Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. I mean, it's just so hypocritical. If you're going to take a position, then mm-hmm. you ought to be, you ought to walk the walk. Sure. If you're going to talk the talk, you ought to walk the walk. So Bernie Sanders was paid, what, millions of dollars. Mm hmm. For his book. Yes. You remember? He's got like two houses. Yeah. He's got like a, a mini yacht. Yeah. Uh, you know, he wasn't guy, a millionaire when he entered exactly. Congress. He is now. So let's just say he made $5 million okay. off of the publication of his memoir. All right. Now, how many times is that the average American's 
annual earnings. Uh, let's About just, 100 times. Okay. Well, he wants to tax any corporation who – an extra tax mm-hmm. if you pay your CEO more than 50 times the median worker. But yet it's okay for him <laughs> to, to make 100 times, times what the average American makes in a year for his book. Shouldn't he pay an extra tax as well? Well, and by I mean, because that's where we're going. By the way, we? since he's proposing the tax, he should go ahead and pay that voluntarily. You're allowed to pay more tax. Oh than yeah, you owe. they'll take it. He should he should pay that voluntarily uh, to set a good example. Well, they might say, "Well." Ryan Lowry has autism, but he's working hard to make sure that doesn't hold him back. So Ryan's dad, Rob, helped him set up a LinkedIn profile page. And as the site was being set up, Ryan wrote a handwritten cover letter. It read, quote, Dear future employer, my name is Ryan Lowry. I'm 19 years old. I live in Leesburg, Virginia, and I have autism. I also have a unique sense of humor, am gifted at math, really good with technology, and a quick learner. I'm interested in a job in animation or IT. I realize someone like you will have to take a chance on me. I don't like I don't learn like typical people do. I would need a mentor to teach me, but I learn quickly. Once you explain it, I get it. I promise that if you hire me and teach me, you'll be glad that you did. I will show up every day, do what you tell me to do, and work really hard. The letter was then posted to LinkedIn where it went viral. Ryan has had more than two thousand invitations to connect with other businesses and professors since then, and he's received phone calls from companies like Dell, Amazon, and Microsoft. That's the best can do attitude. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 